great things in store for this place. I truly believe that God is growing and improving and getting ready to bless this place, these people. God will bless you for what you give to his kingdom, for what you do for his kingdom. I mean, we uh, talked in class today, and not, it was not the point of the lesson, but we had a couple people bring in stuff for Easter in class today, and God will bless that. I know their thinking is, oh, it's blessing me by getting me one chance closer to winning some candy. But <laughs> God, you, inst you install these things in people's minds so that they will end up doing something just for the fact of what God wants to do. Just for the fact of the kingdom of God. That is the goal. You start the habit off of uh, off of some temporary reward and you try and hope and pray and keep it going till it just becomes for the sake of the kingdom that is why we do these things to try and do it for the sake of the kingdom of God anyway uh, if you would let's all stand we'll be reading from Mark chapter 16 Start reading in verse number I think I well I think it Okay. Yeah. Mark chapter sixteen verse number fifteen. I was making sure I wrote that down right up there. Mark chapter sixteen verse number fifteen. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all that you do. You are wonderful, holy, righteous, and mighty God. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, I love you, Lord. Bless each and every person. Let, it, let me speak the words that you want me to speak, Lord. In Jesus' name, I love you, Amen. You may be seated. Uh, there is a uh, concept used in counseling. And it is called the miracle question. It's called the miracle question. The question goes this way. The counselor will ask the person that is in therapy, will ask them a question. He says, so if you were to wake up tomorrow and in the middle of the night a miracle had occurred and whatever it is that is ailing you or whatever the problem is that's that you have that's the reason for you being here if you were to wake up in the middle of the night and that problem be gone how long what would it take for you to wake up the next morning and know that that miracle had happened what would it take for you to realize that the miracle had happened 
In some cases, the person could say something along the lines of, the person could say something after the manner of, well, um, it would happen when my husband stopped being such a jerk. Or it might be that for some reason I wake up and I just realize that I'm not upset, I'm not sad. For another person it could be, they, they could genuinely be like, I, I have no idea. Because their problem is so ingrained in their life that they just can't imagine life without it. Um, back in 2018, when I first put these words to paper, uh, I talked about how we, I had made a visit to Papaw's house, uh, and he mentioned that he had received a word from God. He said he'd never felt anything like it. And the message was really simple. You're going to see miraculous things. He said, I, I just, I, he was in awe of those few words. You're going to see miraculous things. Those words echo in these verses that I read today. That in my name, these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. And they'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I'm not about to encourage what these Kentucky churches are so famous for. Uh, I'm not about to encourage the idea of picking up snakes on a regular basis. But I will point out, this is not the first time you hear about picking up snakes in the Word of God. Brother Gleason, if you go back and listen to uh, the interview that we had with him, mentions these, this verse here, and he talks about how uh, Moses, all the different signs that God gave him to prove that he was from God, well, said... Handle, picking up a picking up that snake or whatever, and that ties into uh, dealing with demons and casting them out. And first of all, he casts it out. So he lays the stick down and sends the snake out. But then he picks that snake back up, and it doesn't hurt him. He says if they drink in any deadly thing, and he puts his hand in, and he's got the sickness, and he takes it out. And, turns water into blood, drinking any deadly thing, and laying hands on the sick, and they will recover. Puts his hand in and out, and it's leprous and not leprous again. Uh, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. So, God made the universe. He can very well handle the universe. I'm going to be talking about that word that Papaw talked about. I'm going to be talking about miraculous things. Is there anything that God can't do? No. Most of the time you hear about miracles, you hear about something that people say, well, that wasn't a miracle, that, that just happened. That wasn't a miracle, that just happened. It's not, no, it's not a miracle that you found money laying in the middle of the road. People drop money every day. It's a coincidence. You talk about healing and someone recovered from some sickness, uh, when they prayed for me, I just suddenly, I, I wasn't hurting anymore. Well, that's just a coincidence. 
you've been taking medicine for. You, it's the ibuprofen. It's not the, it's not the laying on of hands. And someone can talk about, well, you know, some, I, I just prayed and suddenly they called me and told me, oh, no, that, that was going to happen anyway. It just so happened that it worked out that way. There are a lot of things that people just explain medically, explain it logically, explain it, well, it's just so happened that the president passed that bill so that you got the money. That's no miracle. Well, there are things that can happen that cannot be denied. And too often we are praying for miracles and we are setting our sights so low to something that is possible without God. Yeah. Well, God, I want you to heal my headache. Well, God can do it, absolutely. But you can get that headache done without God. <laughs> you can deal with your headache without God. People manage pain without God. They get, they get medicine. They get this. They get that. They... People work out marriages without God. People do all these things without God. But there is nothing that is impossible with God. There is too much in the Bible that is impossible outside of the realm of God. There is prophecy in the word of God. There is miracles in the word of God. There is weather and nature and disease that... God controls in ways that would make no other sense. I've seen movies try to make sense out of make sense out of the ten plagues in way they, they, they like try to make it all look logical. Well, it just so happened there was a hurricane that ripped through. That's the, why the Red Sea parted. It ju it just so happened that there was massive amounts of uh, ma massive uh, amounts of bloodshed due to a bunch of alligators in the, in, the, in the Nile. That's the reason that the river turned to blood. It just so happened that because of all that blood, that's what, that's what ended up sending in all the flies. And, it, and because all those flies showed up, that's why the frogs came in afterwards. It's just a coincidence. Things were just unsanitary. That's why everything started dying. They try to explain it away, but it does not make sense without God. In fact, even, but the funny thing is, even Pharaoh was trying to make it make sense at the time. And that's why he said, oh, well, Moses, you did that. Can, can you guys do that? Mo Moses, you, you just turned a snake and a stick into a snake. Magicians, show me. But by the end of the story, there's two sticks missing. You see, it goes from there, and Moses goes out and he says, because you're denying it, God is going to send something on you. And a river turns into blood for days. There is literally no water content in that river. It is blood. It is not explainable without God. The... the and Pharaoh's still getting the tricks going, and he's still getting the Egypt. The, the he is still getting the magicians to do it, but it keeps on going and keeps on going, one after another, after another, after another, until finally, at the end, 
The only thing that can protect them from death is having eaten a lamb according to a certain me measure with certain blood over the doorposts of their house and a meal eaten in a certain way. And because of that, that is the only thing that protects a baby from dying. That's the only thing that protects a first born son from dying no not a firstborn daughter not a lastborn son specifically the firstborn son and it's only able to be stopped by a feast that is not something that's explained outside of God in the Bible we just pass over these things and think they're normal when we read our Bibles we, we just glossed these over. I've heard the story of, you, you've heard the story of Joshua walking around a city for seven days so many times that you're not surprised when every section of the wall falls except for one and it's somehow protected by a piece of thread. That doesn't make sense. We need to realize that doesn't make sense. We, we, we've heard the story so many times that, and it's only one verse of the Bible that it really doesn't, it doesn't really register in our head that God makes a sunset last for 24 hours. Is that normal? Do you guys just casually see that every once in a while, the, that the earth quits spinning for 24 hours? Is that normal? Are, are we just so used to reading our Bibles that it becomes normal that the world will just stand still? He'll stop the entire orbit of every planet and somehow not mess up the course of gravity for 24 hours? No, no, no negative effects except for to that one losing army that's got the sun in their eyes. We just decide it's normal. But that's the God that we serve. He can literally stop the earth from moving if he wanted. But we can't seem to trust God to pray, God, I need this bill paid. God, I need this. I got, God, can you, can you heal me of this disease? We, we can't trust him for that because we don't realize that he literally stopped the earth from spinning. He literally made it so that where there was a sea that they walked over on dry land. Not mud. Not like the beach. Anyone's ever walked on the beach and they've walked in that area where the water has been and there was a wave there recently. You walk in and the indention of your foot is gone. No, that's not what we're talking we talk about. Every molecule of water is out of that land. Amen. It didn't look quite like this it may have looked like what I have on the screen behind me with the two waves out that way but it, it, it just over the course by morning it was dry Amen. it was dry land there was no arguing no ifs ands or buts about it but and the only reason that the enemy didn't catch them was that there was literally a giant pillar of fire behind them that's impossible. That doesn't make sense. You can't explain that without God. How do you guys, you know, something else, we, can't, we just, we aren't out of Exodus yet. And they wake up in the morning and there, there's bread on the ground. And we read these and don't flinch. There's bread on the ground. 
And that's how they survived for 40 years. For 40 years, their meals, they have never had to hunt for food. They never have to plant anything. They just eat bread that they pick up on the ground the next day. And there's no need to keep it in the cabinet. There's no need to store it up. Because they're going to wake up the next day and it's going to be there again and the old stuff would be rotted off. There's no point. Just, just wake up the next day and eat the bread. We, we keep on going through these wilderness stuff and, and at one point they get attacked by snakes. And God's cure is look at a stick. Look at a stick. It'll cure your snake bite. And it works. And they keep it so long that the people end up worshiping the stick. Later on, another stick. It's separated from a tree and has been for years. Grows flowers. That doesn't work. That's not how life works. Except we're worshiping God. Because our God can do anything. You walk around the wall for seven days. That's how you win battles. A man, just casually, as long as you don't give this man a haircut, he can kill anybody he wants with his bare hands. As long as you don't give this man a haircut, he can pick up the city gates and walk for several miles. That's not how life works unless God can do it. Because God is the only one that does this. People don't, we don't casually send people like Tristan out and make them fight against, against international assassins. But that works in the book of Samuel. You send out teenage boys with, 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 a, with, a, with a little slingshot and they can beat nine foot tall champion warriors with, when our God's in the midst of it. In First Kings, you can last on one little bottle of oil and a little pot of meal and, and never go out and buy any more and it'll last for years. Fire can fall down from heaven off of a few words whispered. People can call down, and people can. All you have to do when God's involved is toss your buddy into, toss your buddy up against some bones of a dead prophet, and he'll wake up. Amen. Also, one of the most crossed over ones that people don't think about. How often have you heard someone preach about the fact that at one point a guy slapped, slapped some water with a coat and it rolled back? One bottle of oil can fill every bucket in the town. Leprosy is cleansed if you'll go dip in unhealthy water. Not sanitary water. Not clean stuff. But if you'll just go out there and dip in the water seven times, you'll come out totally clean. That works. One that... This is the this is the one that kind of got me got this message rolling in my head the first time. Was realizing a big block of iron sinks to the bottom of a river. Throw a stick on there and it comes swimming up. It didn't float. It swims. It's swimming to the top. All of this stuff is in your Bible and all of it. Do you believe the Bible is true? 
And God can do anything because he can make iron swim. It gets a brain and swims. Yeah. It gets a brain and just swims to the top of the water. It's heavy. I'm pretty sure just wiggling a piece of iron back and forth doesn't normally make it swim. Yeah. I, I don't think you can manipulate that. It's, it takes a lot. It swims. You think we can just normally stick people, and these people just walk around in a fiery furnace so hot that if you stand next to it, you'll die, but they're walking around and not even their clothes gets messed up. This is all pre-Jesus. This is all before the Holy Ghost falls. This is all before the book of Acts. This is all before the time period. That's not our dispensation. That's not our time period. This is all pre-Jesus walking the earth. All these things happen. And people aren't even heard about you know what our God can do anything our God can do anything it's not impossible people don't believe it do they because I don't think you can just casually read past these things and believe them and not freak out a little bit we're not it, you, you've heard it so many times you've heard it since you were a little six year old You've heard passing references to these things in TV shows and movies. Yeah. Well, well, you see, well, okay, you say, so, so you're telling me that if a guy's never got a haircut, that he can have super strength to the point where he can lift up a city. Well, can he also fly and shoot lasers from his eyes? Because I'm pretty sure that I saw that back in the 1940s in a comic book. You, you see, well, you see, except this guy, his weakness isn't haircuts. His weakness is green rocks. Well, okay, okay, fine. Well, you know, I, I heard, you know, there's, there's a guy in the Avengers. He, he, can, he can shoot arrows, and no matter if he's looking or not, he's going to hit it. So I'm not all that impressed by the little teenage boy that can kill giants with rocks. We, we've decided these things are normal now. Because we've we've seen we've seen anything better than that in the top gro grossing movies of the last few years. This is all normal. So so what if your guy can make axe heads float? My uh, there's a there's a guy in the X Men movies. He he can control metal and make it do whatever he wants it to do. See. See you guys know these stories better than the ones I'm talking about, don't you? See, that's the problem. Before Jesus even walks the earth, all these things have been happening. This, this is the big portion of your Bible, all these stories. We've only got five books of Jesus' miracles and the disciples' miracles. We've got 37 books of the others. We've got 37 books of the other stuff. And... But the problem is we've got hours and hours and hours and hours. There's, there's more time content in Marvel movies. Let's not talk about their comic books and DCs and all the others. There's more hours just in Marvel movies than it would take you to read the whole Bible. Wow. Yeah. 
But on the other hand, there's a verse in the book of John, and it says, if we wrote down everything that Jesus did and said, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to hold it all. You see, when Jesus walked the earth, virgin had a kid. That's, that's where the Gospels open up. A virgin has a kid. And no, it's not a lie. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. God was virgin born. And if anyone knew it, Mary knew. When he arrives, people end up walking on water. Not he walks on water, because he does that too, but a person does. A normal human that was born just like you and me, who's just, he's just completely average. He, he throws temper tantrums and everything else. And he, he, get, he has anger issues, and he does all these things, but he walks on water. Amen. Dead people are raised out of some when he says nothing and just comes by and touches them on the head, and other people when he stands and they've been dead for four days and they're already starting to decay, he walks up and says, Lazarus, come out, and he does. And for the first time, we never heard about this in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, for the first time, devils start going out of people. We don't hear about that at all in the Old Testament. We don't, we don't know anything about demons in the Old Testament other than a few references here and there about what the devil has done. We hear a few little references here and there about devils. We hear about these false gods, and it's kind of implied that maybe the devil's backing that up. But in the New Testament, when Jesus comes on the scene, the devils start talking to him just because he walks in the room. He just starts walking in the room, and they're saying, What are you doing here? And there's a funny thing about it. When he leaves, they still do that. They still do that. When Paul comes along and they just start stirring up and they say, these men are here from God. The devil actually shows up and actually starts messing with people in a much stronger level because Jesus started filling people with his spirit. The devil said, okay, it's time for me to up my game and start filling people a little more with mine. You see, God can do anything, and you can see these miraculous things. If he can make an axe head swim, he can handle your finances. If he can raise the dead, he can cure your cancer. If he can walk on water, then he can feed your family. And if he can cast out devils, I'm sure he can handle your flesh. If he can cast out devils, he can handle your porn problem. If he can cast out devils, he can handle your jealousy issues. If he can cast out devils, I think he can handle your, your husband and your wife's issues. His greatest miracle of all is that except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven because that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit and on the day of Pentecost when the day of Pentecost was fully come when they were all in one accord and in one place there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind it filled all the house where they were sitting and they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them the utterance see that is his greatest miracle is that he can save your soul 
He can save your soul. He can change your life. He can cast out those devils, sure. He can walk on the water, sure. But because anything besides that, he decided that, you know what? I don't need, I don't want it to stay in one little place anymore. You see, the Old Testament was in one place. Yeah. The Old Testament, everything that happened in the Old Testament happened within about a hundred square mile radius, mostly. Well, not quite a hundred. Within one country and a few outliers around it. Everything in the Old Testament is in within about three or four countries. But then we get to the New Testament. It starts there. But then it goes from Jerusalem, even to all Judea, even down to Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. It, it was in one place. You see, here's the thing. It went from Abraham, you and your children get to see miraculous things. And then it went to, hey, Jimmy, you and your family get to see miraculous things. Tristan, you get to see miraculous things. If you will be filled with the Spirit, you can see miraculous things. You see, it went from, it went from Abraham and Moses and, and David and their family line to till it hit this guy named Cornelius. And they that were of the circumcision were amazed because they heard them speak with tongues. Amen. And then it went on and there, there was this guy that was named Simon and he walked up to another guy named Simon by the name of Peter was his name. And he said, oh, I want this. I want it so that anyone I lay hands on can receive the Holy Ghost. How much do I have to pay you? And he said, no, no, no. No, you can't buy this thing. Go repent for even thinking that. Yes. Go repent and God will save you. Yeah. This is available to anyone. He can save your soul. When he died, he rose again in victory for you. If he can do that, why doubt that he can save you? Why doubt that he can make this happen for you? Because these signs follow them that believe. You see, it can go this way. I haven't said anything outside this book, have I? Let's step outside the book. I believe the year was 2016. It was a hot day. I was out working and digging and shoveling outside. I had this massive amount of dirt that I had to shovel up, and it was hot, and I was tired, and it was getting close to the end of the work day. And I just kind of said, God, I am hot. And suddenly, shade come over. <laughs> and it started raining. And I didn't get wet. I looked up. I was standing under a metal beam. There was shade and everything cooled down and I didn't get very wet at all. That's coincidence. That's just coincidence, right? 2019, I was in Thursday night service of Youth Congress. 
man named Jack Cunningham had preached about how we need to be apostolic to the, to the core. He said the people need to have it so we need it to happen so that when people when we lay hands on the sick they will recover all these things it absolutely applies I turn around and I'm praying for people and there's this one kid behind me he's got his arm in a sling with a broken arm and I pray and I, I say God in the name of Jesus before this night's over you're going to shout this thing off and he just starts lifting his hand up not a coincidence is it there's plenty of stories. You hop outside of my life, you can hop out into just about anyone. Brother Lee Stone King's famous preacher for all these types of things, and he said he, he tells the story. Someone asked him, he said, Brother Stone King, how long have you been seeing these things? He said, I had the Holy Ghost about 24 hours. From the beginning. He called his landlady the day after he received the Holy Ghost, and he was telling her he was so excited that he received the Holy She said, I am sick and I'm stuck in bed. He says, hold on. He goes over to her house. He said, do you have any oil here? And he just grabs some, <laughs> grabs some cooking oil and gets his hands soaked and lays his hands on her. She's healed. Amen. 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. He's had the Holy Ghost. Amen. It can happen for you. Yeah. It can happen for you. I've heard the story. Brother Muir told the first time that he, it happened for him. He was preaching, evangelizing. Saw a woman sitting on the front row and said, God can heal you tonight. She stands up and said, then she, get, she gets up and says, let him do it. And he, he just says, everybody close your eyes. Let's pray. And he sneaks off to the back of the church because he's nervous. And she chases him down, hobbles over there. And he said, she said, I want you to pray for me. So he prays for her. And then he showed the picture when he was preaching here of her holding the cast. Amen. It can happen for you. It is real. It is real. It is doable. Amen. That's people you know. There's people you don't know. I mentioned it last week. The fact that when we were at Legacy Retreat last year, and, and they prayed against the place being rained out. They showed the weather report the next day where it literally came towards us and turned around. Amen. This is real and it's people that you know. Why doubt it? Why question it? Why question that he can do anything? Why could he not do it for you? If you have the Holy Ghost, who here has it? Who here has received the Holy Ghost? Who here has been spoken in tongues before? Who, who here has got it? Amen. Who here has got the Holy Ghost? We've got a full house. We've got a full house. Who here has an issue? Who here has a problem? <laughs> Who here needs healing? Who here needs deliverance? Who here has a family with a problem? Who here wants a solution? You've already got it. 
You've got the solution. And it's been inside of you ever since you received the Holy Ghost. We, we heard it preached about. Uh, we heard it preached about Thursday night. About the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. No matter which demon is attacking your life. Whether you're dealing with a spirit of jealousy. A, a deaf and dumb spirit. Infirmity. A spirit of perversion. Fear. Heaviness. Lying. If you've got a spirit, a familiar spirit trying to attack your life. Spirit of bondage and addiction. If you're dealing with spirits of pride or, the, or even the spirit of the Antichrist, God is here. God can deal with it. God can fix it. Amen. It can't just stay hypothetical in your head. Oh, it happened in Mark and Luke and John and Acts and Matthew. It happened in Exodus. It happened in First and Second Kings. Oh, that happened in Genesis, sure, but and, 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 no, it didn't stop there. It, ha it, it has happened here. It has happened here. It needs to happen here. I'm about to close, but. I heard an annoying thing from someone that I I heard an annoying thing from someone that I deeply respect. It was said in a podcast somewhere in mid 2020. I've not heard of anyone being killed of this coronavirus. It annoyed me. <laughs> I, I deeply respect the preacher that said it, but it annoyed me. <laughs> I just hadn't heard anyone being ill. Here's why it annoyed me. Because I'm part of a youth pastor group on Facebook. And there was a story of a man by the name of Andrew Caulfield. And he, I saw the prayer requests go out in the first place that said, that said he was in the hospital stuck on a respirator and dying of COVID. And people all around the country, the nation, probably the world, with a bunch of UPC youth pastors and their churches were all praying for this man to be healed. Later on, I heard his story. <laughs> Three days in the hospital on that respirator, they called his wife and they said, He's probably going to die. He's probably going to die. We're going to try taking him off the respirator. And we tried it earlier, and he started to die. We're going to try it again tomorrow. If it doesn't work, he will be dead. She was spending hours in prayer, locking herself inside of her car so she wouldn't have to deal with uh, people inside. <laughs> this is COVID. No escaping the people inside. You can't run anywhere else. <laughs> so she locked herself in her car and she was praying. When he woke up, because he did wake up, he said he saw angels in his room. I've heard the stories of people that had COVID. I've heard people die of COVID that every that had those same stories, those same amount of people praying for them, probably more. One of the most famous ones was a 
very famous preacher for this very type of preaching about miracles and signs and wonders. So, I, I assure you, miracles can happen even and sometimes they don't. But I would much rather pray for a miracle than deal with not having a miracle. And he said these signs will follow them that believe. It's a will, not a might, not a maybe. You heard the preacher say it, and everyone here has taken the preacher up on his offer before. When Peter said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that was a promise. And everyone here has taken that promise literally. When God said, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, that's the same word. God said that you will drink any deadly thing and it shall not hurt you. That was the same word. When God said you could take up serpents, that's the same word. When God said you will cast out devils, that's the same shall. With the same spirit. The same spirit that said let there be light, there was light, is the same spirit that filled you with the Holy Ghost. It's the same Holy Ghost. It's that same Spirit. That same miracle is still available. So I say it again. Who wants a miracle? Who wants a miracle? It's an open invitation. And please and ask for something hard. If he can part waters, he can do it. If he can stop the earth on earth's rotation, he can do it. If he can heal broken arms and if he can cast out rebels, he can do it. What do you want? What do you want? If you need a miracle, I would please step out and raise your hand. If you need a miracle, raise your hand. If you believe they can get a miracle, can you please come to the front? I need people who aren't raising their hands and believe it can happen to come up here. to start lining up. Who's first? <laughs>